0: jesus lord we give you the highest praise lord you are worthy god name above all names king of kings lord of lords mighty warrior god the dictionary and the thesaurus don't have enough adjectives to describe your goodness and your greatness and your awesomeness lord There it is right there. Royal call to praise. God, we bless you, Lord. That is awesome. Okay. Thank you, Jesus. Oh. The highest praise even from the cell phones, Lord. We thank you, Jesus. God, you're so good. Psalm 77 I will remember the deeds of the Lord. Yes, I will remember your miracles of long ago. I will consider all your works and meditate on all your mighty deeds. Your ways, God, are holy. What God is as great as our God? You are the God who performs miracles. You display your power among the peoples. God, we just thank you for your word. We thank you for your Holy Spirit. We thank you that you are the God of miracles, Lord. we thank you that we know that you live and move and breathe in us and through us today. God, we thank you for your power, even here tonight, Lord, as there's folks here that need complete healing, complete restoration, Lord Jesus. God, we just bring Jill and Linda again before you, Lord Jesus, and ask for that full full healing that you paid for tonight, Lord Jesus. You paid with your blood on the cross for their healing. So God, we just ask, we continue to hold them before you and just ask for complete and total restoration that you would come and that you would get your glory, Lord Jesus what the enemy has meant for evil, to slow them down, to tie them up, to bind them up. God, I pray that you would set them free from those chains, Lord, that you would set them free and that they would run like the newborn foals do when they're born, God, that they would just run freely. God, that there would be joy restored, that the exhaustion and the enemy as he comes and wears them out, God, I pray that you would breathe life, that you would breathe joy, that you would breathe hope, that you would breathe faith, God, that everything that the enemy has thrown at them, Lord, that it would backfire, that everything that he has spoken over them, God, we pray that every assignment would be broken over them in the name of Jesus. We pray that healing would come right now in the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, I pray that you would just be released in their bodies and in their homes and anything that hinders would be taken away. They would be set free. If there's anybody that needs to be forgiven, that they would be forgiven. God, I pray that your freedom would come for Jill and Linda specifically right now in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray that the enemy would know he poked the wrong bears god that they would rise up with that faith that i'm not stuck in here with you you're trapped in here with me and i'm about to kick your butt god i just pray that that fire would rise up in them i'm a daughter of the king god remind them of their identity lord jesus that they are yours remind them who they are and whose they are that they would stand up and roar like the mighty women that they are and not take this lying down lord that the enemy would have to run and fear these mighty women because of who is in them, Lord Jesus. God, we thank you. We thank you that we can run to you because you're a good father and you care. You care about everything. You care about the 90-pound lab that Linda loves. God, we pray for that healing. God, you you care. You're such a good dad. God, your heart for us, we don't even fully comprehend it, but we know that you are a good father. What we feel for our children is nothing in comparison to what you feel for us, Lord. And we thank you for that, Lord Jesus. We thank you for your love. We thank you for your compassion towards us. We thank you for your presence here even now, Lord God. We love you, Jesus. You're all we want. You are all presence here, Lord Jesus. More of you, Jesus, less of us. Come, Lord. Come, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Jesus.
1: Oh, thank you, Lord.
0: How you latest feeling? Good. Do it, God. Finish your work, Lord. Throw the knockout punch. Throw the knockout punch. Do it, God. Do it, God pray with expectation, good reports. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. All right. Good. Okay. Well, we are going to very worshipfully move into communion this evening. So we get the pleasure of communion. I have a finger over here.
2: I kind of wrote it in on the cloud thing that we have, whatever it's called. Uh, but God has been so, so good this last month to me. It has just so touched my heart because he is, I mean, I can see he's a good, good father. And he had divine appointments set up for me every test i've had has pr- proven to be negative and i've only got one left well actually i've got two left but one tomorrow um, and so far they haven't found anything and i know and, and god told me like i say sometimes i get prophetic words in songs and um, that's kind of how he speaks to me a lot of times and He gave me a song about two months ago, and I think I wrote this, if you read it, um, that, um, now I just forgot what the song was, but it was basically to assure me that there was nothing they were gonna find. I mean, I was in his hands and there was nothing the enemy could do because God was greater. And that was that was one of the songs that the enemy can't do it. Well, the enemy will lose because God is greater. Something like that. And um, oh, the other one was to dance in the rain. And when he gave me that, I thought, Lord, is there something coming? (laughs) You know, why do I need that song? (laughs) And I think there's so many lessons we can learn in the trials. We can see how good he really is. We don't always see it when we're just going our day-to-day lives where there's no challenges. But when there's a challenge, there is nobody like our God.
3: Can I give a little testimony to this week? Kind of I um God is just I don't know. I'm I'm overwhelmed right now with his love. I don't know what else to say. But I I do have a 90-pound lab that got a cancer on his leg about two years ago, and they had to operate on him, and he's getting older. And so the vet that I had retired, but he said, it is cancer, but it it won't spread. But if it does come back, it'll come back the same way with a big lump. Well, it came back and i kept praying father i kept praying against it now this dog is a rescue dog i've had him 6 years and he has been my best friend really next to jill and jesus and he i i lost my son in march and archie my dog he took on that that pain with me and just sat with me when I wept and loved me. And when my house burned, he stayed with me. It's been five months now, and he's been right by my side. And so all of a sudden, this thing burst on his leg and bled and pus came out. And all I could think of was, Papa, I, I can't afford the surgery. It's over $1,000. And I can't lose him right now. I'm not in a place to lose someone like this that I love. And so I went ahead and went to the vets. And that was a God thing, because I got in the next day, which was amazing. But I talked to the vet. And I just looked at her. And I said, I can't afford surgery. And I don't want to put him down. And she just said to me, I will work with you, Linda we'll find a way we're going to we're going to work with you and i'm going to help you and don't worry and only god knows i couldn't have handled that if she would have said well if we can't operate we're going to have to put him down i couldn't take it i wasn't ready so i just want to give <clears throat> the lord all the glory because i got to take him home and I'm just thankful. I mean, God, to me, our Lord is touched with the littlest things, everything in our lives, everything. He is so in love with us that he would do anything to, to be with us in every situation and to help us. And so I just want to give him praise. And pray praise him for my friend. I love her so much. <laughs> And I was worried. I couldn't help it. But God is so good. He certainly is. He's so good. So I just want to encourage all of you how much he loves you. And I felt that during worship. It was almost like his love is so pure that we don't understand that kind of pure love. But he will never, ever turn us away. No matter what that need is that we have, even a 90-pound lab, Lord, (laughs) his name's Archie. But anyway, I just want to praise you, Father, because I know that was you that let me bring him home and cause that vet to say we're going to work with you. So thank you, Father. One more thing, just one.
2: Um, I think God, I think this season is a season for answered prayer. So if there's anything you're praying about, anything that's really on your heart, I believe God is there to answer it. And I believe this is the season.
0: No, that's good. That's good. Um, Yeah, absolutely. That... um, Reminds me, I I had a scripture pulled up and I just, I wasn't sure which way to go, but um, the, the humanity, you know, Jesus being fully God and fully man, but I feel like he has compassion for our humanity and the things that we love. Like I know as parents and I know that my parents, like they care for what we care about as their children. Um, we care about what our kids care about and what hurts their heart hurts our hearts you know and I know that that's that's the way that God is over us so even in the little things they feel so big but he's just he's a good and compassionate God so the scripture I actually had pulled up is in uh, Luke 22 just relating to Jesus as a very, very human moment. He knelt down and prayed saying, Father, if it's your will, take this cup away from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. Then an angel appeared to him from heaven, strengthening him and being in agony, he prayed more earnestly then his sweat became like great drops of blood falling down to the ground this is the you know we're seeing the human side the still sinless spotless lamb but the human side of our savior crying out like is there any other way please Jesus or please father God sorry isn't there a way but not my will yours be done because they're worth it I'll do it i'll do it if you say so because they're worth it so i believe we're gonna partake in some communion and uh, experience the blessing and the grateful hearts that come with taking his uh taking the communion the body and the blood so you guys want to come up and disperse the stuff thank you lord thank you lord all right if you guys want to come on up and get the goods so we can pray over this and partake of it together
4: Um, God just put it on my heart to kind of go back to His Word, and and I just want to read through um, the the passage where it's um, the Last Supper, and where He does the first communion, and then uh, add a little piece to that, and then we'll pray and partake. This is in Luke 22. Then He lifted up the loaf, and after Praying a prayer of thanksgiving to God, he gave uh, each of his apostles a piece of the bread saying, This loaf is my body, which is now being offered to you. Always eat it to remember me. And after supper was over, he lifted up the cup again and said, This cup is my blood of the new covenant I make with you. It will be poured out soon for all of you, but I want you to know that the hands of the one who delivered it to me who delivers me to be be the sacrifice are mine on the table at this very moment the son of man must go where he will be sacrificed but there will be a great and unending doom for the man who betrays me that was just the um The simple act that that he did in that moment and the the one thing that stood out to me was we partake of the, the body and the blood but he also said this is also the new covenant that I make with you in Hebrews 8 it says the new covenant is this for here is the new covenant I will one day establish with my people of Israel. I will embed my laws within their thoughts and fasten them to their hearts. And I will, be their, I will be their loyal God and they will be my loyal people. And that's the covenant and the agreement that we make with God in this. We are so grateful for the blood that covers all of our sins that allows us to come into the throne room with God God we are so grateful for that blood and we are thankful grateful for your body that you sacrificed as your sacrifice in place of in place of us to forgive our sins God and we join with you in that covenant where you say you will be our God and we will be your people God, we come together with you right now to say, we will be your people. We will be your loyal people. God, we are so grateful as we just partake right now. God, and we commit ourselves to be your people. And we know that in this covenant, you will be our God.
0: Most of us know this passage, but I feel like it's appropriate before we take the blood. Yet he was the one who carried our sicknesses and endured the torment of our sufferings. We viewed him as one who was being punished for something he himself had done, as one who was struck down by God and brought low. But it was because of our rebellious deeds that he was pierced and because of our sins that he was crushed he endured the punishment that made us completely whole and in his wounding we found our healing lord jesus we thank you for the blood that you shed for us on the cross the blood that you wept as you asked father god to take it away if you could god that you were willing to do that because you loved us father you gave your only son Jesus, you went out of obedience to what the father said. We thank you that we've been bought with a heavy, heavy price. God, we thank you, Jesus. We have grateful hearts. Never enough words, God, to say how thankful we are, how grateful we are and how much we love you for what you've done for us, Lord Jesus we honor you and we bless you tonight as we receive this cup in remembrance of you Lord Jesus thank you thank you Lord God as we as we do this know this is not our first time, God, but every time, every time is a renewal of the covenant as Forrest spoke your word. God, we renew our covenant to you. We renew our promise and our vow to be your people, that you will be our God and we will be your people. And we will follow after you, we will do what you do and say what you say and pray what you pray. God, our hearts follow hard after you as you alone have the words of life, Jesus. We love you so much, Father. Thank you for bending low to spend time with us, Lord, for allowing your presence to rest on us tonight.
5: so good I hope I don't mess it up <laughs> yeah I just feel like <clears throat> just take a moment guys I feel like the Lord just wants to he's so he's so set on softening us the moment our hearts begin to harden up he just he is like that's his focus he's like I can't have that I can't have that wall going up right now. I need, I need the, the gateway, the, the um, what do we call it? The floodgate. We, I need that floodgate wide open. I can't have that floodgate inside of your heart closed tight and things of the world, offenses, preferences, all of your, kind of sometimes stupid little things, speaking about myself by the way he's like I can't have that blocking the gate of your heart so tonight as we've taken communion and we've remembered the power of his cross the redemption that came through his blood the forgiveness of sins the healing of our bodies the deliverance that he provided for the new life that he gave us. Just thank him, just Jesus, our hearts are yours. I can't do it for you, but I can do it for myself and you can can agree and go along for your own heart, but Jesus, I just say my heart is yours. My, My life is yours, I am not my own, I belong to you. As Paul, the apostle said, I have been crucified with Christ. Therefore, I no longer live, but it's Christ who lives in me. this life I live, I live by faith in the Son of God who died for me. I don't belong to myself anymore. I belong to you, Jesus. So I just present my heart with everyone here. We present our hearts before you, and we just say, have your way. Our hearts are yours. Whether we acknowledge it now or not, every breath we take belongs to you. For from you and through you and to you are all things. May to you be the glory and the honor and the blessing and the power forever. I just want to encourage you guys tonight, you know, Jesus I have to remind myself Jesus rescued me he rescued me before my 21st birthday when I was going my own way I was going after whatever I wanted to to do to make myself feel good the pleasures of sin the pleasures of the flesh drugs whatever I just I was my own God I chose at that point in my life that I wanted to be my own God My birthday was going to be my number one holiday. That's that's how the life of a person who declares themselves as a Satanist is. Your birthday is your own holiday because you are your own God. Not that we shouldn't celebrate birthdays. just saying. But we celebrate it in a different light. But Jesus had a different plan for me. I'm just going to pray this. Jesus, you had a different plan for me. You cornered me. You brought me to a place of recognizing that I needed you, that my life was empty without you. And it was your word that came into my life, that came into my ears and into my mind and then into my spirit that just struck my heart of rock like a sword and split that rock wide open. And out of that rock, that rocky heart within me, came that gush of water, that living water, because you came into my heart at that day when I said, I don't know what I'll do, but I surrender to you. I don't know how I could ever change my life or make myself acceptable or pleasing to you, but one thing I will do, I will give you my life. And you came in and you transformed me. You began the process of transformation. And I will never turn back Never look back. My life is yours. Guys, I want to encourage you today. The, The world has gone through different seasons and times and experiences. We've had seasons of war and seasons of peace. There's been peace and prosperity in the land, and then there's been plagues that have come into the land. There's been good times, and then there's been not so good times. And I would say from a worldly perspective, we are in a really uncertain time, but in a kingdom perspective, we know who has the victory and we know who is at work 7,000 times more than we could ever imagine. So I want to encourage you to go deep into the rock Go deep into the rock of your salvation. Hold fast to Jesus. Open your heart wide to him as often as you can and say, Lord, as the psalmist said, as David said in Psalm 51, Lord, search me and know me. He already knows you better than you know yourself, but, but the invitation is from you to say, search me. Have your, I give you permission to search me and know me. Know my heart. See if there is any offensive way in me. And lead me in the way everlasting. We need to have the the our hearts, it's like a garden. It's it's like yeah, it's like a garden. It's like soil. And we can have a rocky heart that that doesn't allow the seed of the word of God to come in and then the water of God to come saturate it deeply. We can have it full of Of rockiness and hardness and and weeds can get in there you know the cares of the world the concerns of worrying we can worry ourselves to death really worry is not a fruit of the Spirit by the way Um, but God wants us to give him permission to come into the garden the master gardener wants to come into your life he wants to knock on the door of your heart and wait for you to say King Jesus would you come in Would you come in and and walk through the garden of my heart? Would you show me what you want me to let go of? What you want me to give you access to? Because the the times that we are in right now, really any time in this world, but especially in these times where things can appear really dark and really hopeless, those are the times when it's most important, I would say. I mean, it's always important, but, but the urgency is upon us to press into Jesus, to press in and have him press into you. Our lives are in Christ, but he lives in us. We can press into him, but we can invite him to press into us. We want him to come and have free reign. When we say, we confess Jesus as Lord, we're saying, Jesus, you are the landlord. You are the garden Lord. You own me. I always wanna say that funny. You Talk like you own me. No, you own me, Jesus. <laughs> you talk like you know me. No, you know me, Jesus. You own me, you know me, you bought me. I don't belong to myself. And I, I need to encourage you guys and myself to regularly make that declaration before him, Go before the Lord daily, a couple times a week, at least once a week when we're here together, and and acknowledge before him, Jesus, you own this heart. You you paid for it on the cross. I made a commitment. I made a decision to follow you. And so in that following of him, give him access regularly to go deep into your heart, to go deep into the compartments of your mind, of your of your spirit, man, to search. Let the light of the Holy Spirit come and just sweep through. It's like a spotlight in a dark place, right? Just Holy Spirit come and just search, search me and know me. Try me, test me. Just see if there's anything offensive in me and I give you permission tonight to root it out like the good master gardener you are root it out like the fire of God that you are come and burn it out
4: thank you Jesus
5: he who began a good work in you he is faithful he's faithful to complete it he's faithful and if it's not looking good then he's not done he began a good work in you, and he's going to complete it. There's something else that was on my mind, but did you have anything on your mind, my dear? <clears throat> I want to share something real brief here. I, I want to make time tonight too I just feel like right now is probably not the best time but I um, just feel like I, I wanna, I'm trying my best not to screw it up I mean, whoops I mean mess it up you can screw things up take a screwdriver and screw things like up that's what I mean you mess you mess with it you screw around you tinker with the things that God's doing you mess it up okay now you know what I mean when I say that okay are we okay Tammy's like what are you doing I'm trying to clean up a mess um so I, I want to take time um, before we're done tonight for more, more testimony and more prayer for anyone that's here that needs healing in their bodies. I just feel like right now I need to share so, a couple things. Yeah. yeah. Everybody doing good? You guys doing good? Yeah.
2: Okay. <laughs> Proceed.
5: Proceed? Just like okay. Just like Tim Sheets. Proceed. Okay. So a, a friend of ours um, posted this on Facebook. He said, People ask me all the time, When are you going to get into full-time ministry? You know, since you want you went to Bible school at all? When are you going to get into full-time ministry since you went to Bible school and all? My answer to that used to be, who knows, we'll see. But I was thinking about it today, and honestly, who's to say I am not right now? Yeah, I mean, what do I do for a living? What I do for a living is juvenile corrections, and I get to minister to my kids every day, in one way or another, and I get to show them the love of Jesus. So just because I'm not behind the pulpit every Sunday, doesn't mean I'm not in ministry. It just means my ministry is different.
0: Yes, yes, it's
5: good. That that preaches. I had to add my response. I saw a few different responses, you know, and a lot of times people just don't get it yet. They don't get it. I think you guys have got it. You've caught it, right? You probably caught it a long time ago. Okay, this whole thing in the Western Church of separation of the clergy I'll point to myself because in, in a sense I would be the clergy if I put a collar on my neck like a priest the pastor and then the rest of y'all are the laity you're the seat warmers you clap when we present a good oration or- oration um, a good suppository preaching no the depo- <laughs> Very. thank you that was intentional that was intentional sometimes expository teaching can have that effect in fact the word of god wants to come and purge through you and surge through you and burn out anything that needs to go but anyway the western model is a separation It, it basically goes back to the old testament model that jesus turned the page on in order to usher in a new covenant, a new agreement between God and man. The Old Testament pattern was you had the priests and then the rest of Israel. You had the Levites and then the rest of the other 11 tribes. They did all of the ministry and the rest of them came in while the priest did the priesthood. They ministered to the Lord day and night. They offered the incense, they offered the sacrifices on behalf of the people. They were the mediators. Jesus came as our great high priest. He became the mediator between God, the Father, and man. And when he died on the cross for us and rose again on the third day, he ushered in a new covenant, a new agreement. That now, those who turn to Jesus as the payment, as the propitiation, as the covering, as the sacrificial lamb that takes away your sins that as you come to him you would receive the spirit of god inside of you and you would become a temple of the holy spirit and jesus would be your great high priest and you are a part of his priesthood now you become a minister upon salvation and some might be ministers in diapers some might be wearing their pull-ups by the way, you could be a Christian for 50 years and still be in pull-ups. You could still be in diapers. That's true. I won't make any jokes, but I've heard lots of funny comments about that subject. Okay. Spread the beard. <laughs> <laughs> Don't hit me.
1: <laughs> I might accidentally right. hit you back, and then
5: I have to figure out how to explain that. I've... Okay, you have some. Trade spaces.
6: Yeah, I, there's such a big misconception in the church of ministry and you know I grew up in the assemblies and going to seminary cemetery (laughs) school (laughs) was such a big thing and somebody actually once told me I was helping lead worship at the time and somebody told me they were going through upper school and they said you're not going to get anywhere in the church because you didn't go to Bible school?" And I was like, excuse me? (laughs) And their uncle stepped up and grabbed, I think maybe they had finished, grabbed their piece of paper out of their hand and said, this is only a piece of paper. And unless you're anointed, like he just basically tore the whole thing down and I was like, go uncle Larry (laughs) like (laughs) you go (laughs) and but it's like that it's like that in so many churches and yeah we just want to see that whole thing like like you all like in your sphere wherever you go you're a minister there you're a minister I think it's so cool that Jeffrey shared that that you know that's his ministry and it, it looks different for so many people, and it, you don't have to be up behind a pulpit, you know.
1: So. So, yeah. Your
6: good. ministry might be parenting at the moment. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's, if you're a nurse, you're ministering to the sick, you know, so.
5: My response was, we are a priesthood of all believers, according to the scripture, That's what the Bible says. We are called to do the same works Jesus did, which God has prepared for us in advance to do. Okay, so there's works that Jesus prepared for, that God has prepared for. So we're called to do the same works Jesus did. You are following the lead of the Holy Spirit and extending the kingdom on, I think I meant in your sphere or mountain of influence. Hallelujah. The enemy wants to emasculate the saints and make us believe that only pastors do the ministry, especially if you've been to cemetery, I mean seminary. Meanwhile, the separation of the clergy and the laity continues, and the vessels of the Spirit are disempowered to release His power as they preach the message of the cross in their own voice, with their own voice. just the, the moment I think that you know we've moved beyond that in the church world I'm just like no it's it's, it's still prevalent. it's I think it's like a cancer I, f- I feel like the devil wants the saints those who are not called to the mountain of the church to not realize that you have a mountain that God has called you and placed you on and called you to be a minister on
6: it has to go beyond head knowledge it has to be heart Heart knowledge. We have to know him intimately and not just read about him.
5: Yeah. And a homeschool mom doesn't have to go to cemetery school. Okay. You can't make me. You can't make her. Right? <laughs> Costco worker, where is she? She's not here tonight. She she didn't have to go to Bible college to be a minister and dispenser of the grace of God in, in her sphere. Same with all of us in this room. I didn't go to Bible college. No, we you were, started and you, I rescued you. You think I got rough edges now. I, that would have been really stiff and stale. And I cute. rescued
6: him from Bible college. She did. She did. Great. Right? In,
5: in the four-square <laughs> denomination, that was that was the pattern. You become an intern. You go to Bible college. We had it set up at our church over here in West Bremerton. We started the whole schooling process. How long were you then, I' probably only made it for one year and then I then you met me. saw this hot chick walking. <laughs> the church. and it was all thought, over. <laughs> like you don't Holy. need that.
6: <laughs>
5: oh, I should tell you guys the story, but yeah. Oh boy So we're going to end up do this is what we're going to do tonight. and then we're, and then we're gonna <laughs> pray. <laughs> thought we would go in, back into Ephesians 4 and resume from verse 11, talk about the fivefold ministry a little bit more, and then get to the end of the chapter, because it's really good. It's really good, and it, it kind of ties into what we've been talking about tonight. Yeah, the, the purpose of these gifts that God has given the church, in the church, not the building, but the people of God, those of you and I who have been born again, we've received Jesus, and we live our life outside of the buildings okay we only come to the building just to have a holy huddle and to go to war together to pray for one another strengthen one another see one another healed and get strong and encouraged and built up and then we go back out okay that's what we do at home with our kids we want to strengthen them train them equip them so that when they leave the doors of our house someday when they're 18 or whatever age they're ready to go and face the world and then they don't come back home. <laughs> no, they can, unless they're like, you know, no okay, kids don't. don't. Okay. Unless they just want to be a basement dweller. Speaking of basement dweller. Okay. Anyway, yeah, I will. Yeah. Where were we going with that? Equipping. Oh yeah, the five-fold the ministry. So, in, in the. You know, the, we, we call them the seven mountains. There's probably, I think there's probably a little bit more you know, variations between it, but there's seven key areas of society that you could fit yourself into as far as your mountain. Like one of my mountains, our mountains is family. Uh, we have a strong call in our, in our hearts to see families become healthy and healed and reconciled and strong and thriving and fruitful obviously one of our spheres our mountains is religion we call it the mountain of religion but it's the church it's the body of christ i think all of the mountains need to feed from the church mountain i don't think i know but that place is a place of equipping you so that when you go back from your sunday gathering mountain or wednesday night or whatever nights you do it and you go back to your homes your spheres of influence the people that you're around all week long, <clears throat> that you're being equipped. And the five-fold giftings, the apostle, the prophet, the evangelist, pastor, and teacher, were given to the church by Christ himself to equip the rest of us, to equip us to do the work of ministry. Not in church ministry, but outside of the church ministry. And so when we go back into it, it won't be next week, because Tammy and I will be on an airplane to Vegas. We'll probably actually be there. And then these these guys these guys are gonna preach and these guys are gonna be mom and dad and just make sure things are flowing smooth and Christian and his family will be here too. Anyway, so Barbara, she's gonna be like the prophetess of the house, making sure all the prophets are in order and flowing, flowing smoothly. No, no, we're we're commissioning you now. So everyone remember that. Look to Barbara So but we will get back to that. Yeah. Um, but, but that's so important for us to realize that that God's heart for all Christians is that we would be apostolic, that we would be prophetic, we would hear His voice, we would be evangelistic. You know, we want to go and, and tell people our testimony, and see people get saved. That we would be pastoral, that we'd actually care about someone besides ourselves. We gotta get out of the na- the navel gazing, get out of your own belly button. There's nothing but lint in there. Probably some hair too. Gunk. What else? What else could be in there? Focus. Dead spiders? Dead spiders. I mean, if you have an any and you can shower, it may not get She said you shower, so I'm just got to answer that. Okay, okay. Get the- oh my we get out of okay. navel gazing and we can become pastoral and care about your coworker, even if they are jerks. Remember the, the wall, the, the, the blocking of the floodgate. Get, get the things that irritate you about your neighbor. You guys got neighbors that drive you nuts? Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay, just an example right there. Take the things that irritate you. Ask God to come in. Heal my heart, God. Heal my heart. Give, how do you see them? Paul said in 2 Corinthians, we no longer see people according to the flesh. I mean, I hate to say it, but we actually do. But the call of God is that we should, we should no longer. Maybe it wasn't translated correctly. I don't have to dig deep into that one. I'm sure they translated it correctly. But we no longer see, when we're looking through our spirit eyes, with our spirit man who's been rejuvenated and regenerated and reborn and flooded with the spirit of God, we no longer see people with natural eyes. We, we are called to see them through his eyes. So what does he see in your neighbor? What does he see in your coworker? That's part of why we're going to do the prophetic class coming up, not just to have prophetic etiquette in this church as a church, but so that we could also learn how to look, out, look for the gold in people. Look for the gold. Like, when I, when I look at that man back there, Cody, and the first time he came, you know, we're just seeing the gold, he was just beaming out of him. We just couldn't help ourselves, we had to call it out. Even tonight, I'm like, let's look up his name meaning here. Ooh, ooh, good meaning of your name. I'd have to look at it again, because I forgot, but anyway. Anyway, you guys hear what I'm saying? Pastoral. And we need to be students of the word. You know the gift of the teacher to the body of Christ is that we would be able to teach as well and be teachable. So we want to take responsibility over our time that God's given us. And uh, sorry, you can't distract me. I just got to look at every face here, and I, you know, I've learned how to not be distracted. Anyway, yeah, teachable and able to teach, and we want to be students of the Word. We wanna be we wanna make ourselves present ourselves before God as a as a good student of the word. Which means you gotta spend some time in the book. You gotta spend some time talking to him and worshiping him and pray, you know. And not just a one-way conversation when you pray. But ask him questions and sit still and listen. Be still before the Lord and know that he is God.
6: Yeah, ask him what's on. Sorry, I'm breaking the rules. Ask him what <laughs> ask him what's on his heart instead of giving him this long list of things. Do this and do this. But God, what's on your heart? What, what should I pray about?
5: So you've all been called to the ministry. One of these times, probably see what God wants to do with it, but I just feel like there needs to be a commissioning, an official commissioning.
1: Yeah.
5: And just mm-hmm. Blessing the people of God with that, with that blessing that comes from Him, that who of who you are, what you've been called to. Don't disqualify yourself. Don't say, well, you know, I didn't go to schooling, or maybe I, I don't read the Bible enough, so I'm not really qualified to you know, tell people what the Bible says. You have a story, don't you? You have a testimony. What has God done in your heart? Tell people what He's done. Yeah. That's... He'll give you the words. Jesus said, "I'll give you the words when the Holy Spirit comes. He will give you the words to speak. He will remind you of the things I've said." So lean into the Holy Spirit. He'll remind you. He'll he'll teach you. He's your teacher. So anyway, but that said, and being basically done, I just want to real quickly then say, so when I saw this hot lady walking into the church, I was just this 25-year-old, you better keep keep that that microphone in your (laughs) hand, lady. I was just this 25-year-old, four square kid, praying, asking God, you know, for my Mrs. Wright. I, I had a counselor, okay, I needed counseling, I had some issues, my issues had issues. And the counselor that I was seeing, he said, make a Mrs. Wright list. So if you're single in the room,
6: and my great uncle told me to make a Mr. Right list.
5: Okay, so if you're a guy, make a Mrs. Right list, and if you're a girl, make a Mr. Right list. That's right. There are no other options.
6: That's right. Well,
5: that's not in the Bible. Okay. Anyway, so <laughs> back to the story. So I made my Mrs. Right list, and you know, and I and he said prioritize. You know, be specific. You know, like I mean, what what do I want in a wife? Well, okay. I mean, you know, I made some descriptive things, but <laughs> you know, man, you know, we're kind of. Knuckleheads, Us guys, we're knuckleheads. We often look at the flesh, and then we look at the heart. And, you know, the Bible does say that a beautiful woman that lacks discretion is like a pig with a golden ring in its nose. Did I, do I need to say it slower? Okay, so <laughs> en- envision a pig with a gold ring in its snout, right? Well, a beautiful woman who is basically a pig in spirit is like that pig. Like her beauty is just the gold ring want to be married to the pig? <laughs> just we've just got that beautiful gold ring. This is wisdom. Okay. Now the Bible doesn't talk about men in proverbs that way, so I don't know. You have Should to have. <laughs> Because women don't necessarily look at the outward part of the man. They're like is he going to be a provider? I mean, yeah. Okay. we, we don't go to that. No.
2: What women are you talking? about?
6: I know, I'm like
5: Oh boy, oh boy So anyway So I made my Mrs. Right list And I even threw in my Mrs. Right list The part about purity And I'm not ashamed to Tell people that before Jesus You know, I, I did not live a pure life I was very immoral I won't make any jokes You know, I just that's, that was the culture I was a part of, and so that's, that's what I did. Um, yeah, but, I, I could go into that story some other time. Yeah. Because it's, it's a powerful part of my testimony. Yeah. And when Tammy and I, so I saw this, this girl, so I was in the youth ministry doing the schooling. And, and I was I, visiting. She was, and so us youth people, we would bring the kids into the adult service and you know the Gestapo. I mean, the ushers would make sure that the kids weren't misbehaving, so they'd stand there with their little <laughs> clicker because they're counting all the numbers, and they would watch the kids and make sure they didn't get ahead. So my job was, hey guys, chill out a little bit. And so sitting with all the kids one Sunday, um, I wasn't even sitting with them, I don't think, but I, I like the end seat, so. I just- He does
6: not like to be trapped in the middle.
5: I don't like to be trapped in the middle of an aisle.
6: I ever. Like to be on the end. Ever.
5: I'm in a restaurant, I want to be on the outer edge. Uh-huh. Anyway, so now that you know those things, <laughs> it's not important. But I was sitting on the end seat and I saw from the front row this young blonde girl get up and turn around and walk my direction. And I was just like starstruck. I mean, I won't describe her, okay? I don't want to be, yeah.
6: Embarrassed her, but, yeah.
5: but my little heart was going, <laughs> and so I, I just happened to not see her for a while. And then
6: I was just visiting, she was just visiting.
5: And I saw her up on the worship team one time. I'm like, there she is. There is a God. No. <laughs> there is a God who's faithful yeah. to bring that worship. Yes. So I saw her and I asked one of the youth kids, I was like, who's that girl up there on the worship team? And I asked the wrong girl because, I mean, it was right. But this was the worship leader's daughter. And she who was came like, running oh, home.
6: Scott <laughs> was asking about you. That's
5: so, yeah, she had to go blab. And I was like, you can't tell her.
6: Oh, yeah. She came straight in the door and said, Tammy. Oh, wow.
5: <laughs> so then from ev- every point on when I was with the kids or not with them, didn't matter. But they knew because Tracy, the youth group girl, whose dad is the worship leader, made sure you know that I was fully embarrassed all the time. Um, we-, we would go in and sit down and then. Some of the kids, one kid in particular that we know, he would point at her on purpose and go, that one? And I would just turn.
6: You're just like, oh, his ears would turn red. So funny.
5: So Tracy, the youth group girl, she, I should, I'll should have to tell her to listen to this podcast. Um, <laughs> she said that, because I was like, well, doesn't she have a boyfriend? And don't, I
6: won't go. Ahead. Thank you.
5: <laughs> he was part of the worship team. so. People he played in piano. That was on my together. list.
1: <laughs> I
5: was trying to fish from the wrong pool. Apparently. <laughs> she was about ready to get out of that one. Anyway. Yep. And uh, she's like, nah, there's not a whole lot going on there. So I I, there called. Wasn't. I got her phone number and I called her. And back in those days, we had answering machines and a phone that actually plugged into the wall. But <laughs> if you unplugged it, you couldn't use it. It was wired permanently to the wall. So anyway, yeah. you guys, now you know how old we are <laughs> and, and I called and I left a message on her phone. I was like, "Hey, this is the uh, YouTube guy, Scott. Um, I don't. I know you got a boyfriend and everything, but if you want to have coffee sometime, just as friends." <laughs> and she called back right away, and I about had a heart attack.
6: I had a heart attack when you called because I was so bored. <laughs> I'm so serious. So,
5: quick pause. Are you guys doing okay with this? <laughs> you want to hear the rest, or should we wait until next week? Okay. It? Okay. We can be fast. So, she said, yes, let's have coffee. We went to Barnes & Noble in Silverdale, had a coffee, and then we're like, we want to have dinner. So I took her to the Olive Garden. Back then it was actually good. It sucks now. But went to the Olive Garden, and then I was like, you know.
6: We I didn't want to end the night, so I went to his house, which is where we live now. And my, my downstairs. mom and dad
5: were upstairs. You know, I was renting the lower half of the house then. Met
6: my mother-in-law for the first time. Didn't know she was going to be my mother-in-law, but... Better for the first time. She had to come down and check me out.
5: It was Tammy's chance to inspect my life. Style, okay, my so old. just so you
6: know, so I had guy, a lot of guy friends. This was the cleanest house and the most organized house I had ever been into. There were not socks laying on the floor or underwear laying on the floor. I mean, nothing. None. Like, I was like, whoa. But it did look like the Christian bookstore, just to make that point. But... <laughs> <laughs> We helped him with that later on but anyway but it was like such a peaceful place and and quiet and who knew like meeting each other getting married living down there for our first year that we kind of ended back in the same spot as where we were first married.
5: pregnant with isabel in that first year <laughs> um, what
6: you thought. so i was dating someone at the time and um even though it was going nowhere and I wasn't really interested. In fact, somebody said, hey, Tammy, come here. So I walked up, and they're like, and there's Scott. And I'm like, what are you doing? And they're like, Scott, this is Tammy. Tammy, this is Scott. The rest is up to you.
4: I was so embarrassed.
6: And I was like, nice to meet you, and walked off. (laughs) I didn't know what to do. I just was like, and I was like, you're such a jerk for doing that to me. And that was someone different. And then one of the pastors there, we would be on his wife was on worship team and when we had our like outings or whatever he was like you've got to meet Scott you've got to meet Scott and I'm like I am just so not interested and he's like you two are going to hit it off and you're going to be married like and I'm like no we are not and he's like and so finally I was like realizing that things were going nowhere and I was really bored and so I was like there was just something Mysterious, I don't know, and so I just was like, "Hmm." Never
5: trust a man whose eyebrows meet.
6: <laughs> that is true, and so yeah. So when he called, I was like super excited and like, "Yes, there's a way out," and oh,
5: I was her way out.
6: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean for it to sound like that, but I was just super excited and called him back. And then once it was like that first night, I was like, "Oh man." <laughs> I really like this guy. <laughs> so we had been dating for, we hadn't, he hadn't proposed yet, and the whole topic got brought up. Hey, do you care if I start looking at rings? And I'm like, as long as you don't mind that I'm looking at dresses. So anyways, I just casually was looking at dresses with my mom and my sister, and I thought, well, why not try one on? Because we kind of at that point already knew we were getting married. and. I just happened to find my wedding dress that day. And I was like, I got to have it. And my mom's like, let's get it. And the lady's like, oh, when are you guys getting married? I'm like, I don't know. We're not engaged yet. And she's like, what? And I'm like, oh, no, no, no. We just, we know we're getting married. And she's like, okay. Like, she, I just know she thought I was so crazy. But anyway.
5: Now, Tammy skipped over a, a I did. major part. Major. So got to it. when we were, we were dating... We were, you know, t- seeing each other quite often. She started coming into the youth group, and we did some things. I ditched with,
6: the worship team.
5: And she ditched the worship team, ditched that guy who was too old I for know. me. I know. And um, and then we, I knew, we both, I think, knew that things were just getting better and yeah, better. Like, yeah. we didn't want to not be together. And so i I was never going to say, I love you, until I knew that. Yeah, it was no turning back. Yeah, I, I feel like if you carelessly throw those words out, you start to pull someone's heartstrings.
6: Well, and you're pulling, and it, you're saying that to someone else's spouse yeah, if exactly. it's not so.
5: So, so I knew that we needed to have a talk, like, she needed to know my whole history, and I trembling and shaking. I was shaking, <laughs> I was, yeah, I was. A broken man, because I I thought for sure she was going to be like,
6: no, Your no past I'll see you later. Is too, too dirty
5: for me. You know, I mean, he like came out of the garbage can, <laughs> basically like you know, the Oscar the Grouch. Not like my son. Was, Oscar the <laughs> He's Grouch, redeeming
6: you know. the name. <laughs> basically, I was living
5: in a garbage can of sin, and you know, God plucked me out of it and dunked me in the holiness and cleaned me up really fast. I, mean, I was de flea, de worm, everything. <laughs> All in a couple couple dunks, but. It, you know, at my shots, yep, yeah, regularly.
6: Yeah.
5: On my boosters regularly. So anyway, I did my part, and then I, whew, okay, I could calm down. Yeah. Your turn. And when she told me her story, I was just like... That's it? <laughs> okay. Um, where does this leave us? Because she basically was, thank God for her grandparents, who kept her protected and sheltered, kept in the church... Her worldly experience did not come anything close to mine. She was a a pure woman. Yeah. And I thought, she's probably not going to want to be with me after this. I don't remember the conversation, but...
6: Pretty much. It was like, that's your past, and I don't really care about your past. Right. You're not doing it now, right? So (laughs) that's what's important. (laughs) So
5: things just went forward. Yep. So make your Mrs. Right list if you're single, or Mr. Right list if you're single.
6: And Correct. I just have to say, okay. just because you grew up in the church doesn't mean you don't have a testimony. Because the other day I was thinking back, it was my sixth grade year. And even though I like I grew up in the church, I slept on the pews. <laughs> I never wanted to go to class because it was too exciting in the adult service. And remembering back in sixth grade, and you know, I had a best friend and knowing that, you know, we're both getting older, and I could see which direction her life was going in because her parents weren't believers, their family, um, they weren't believers at all, Um, but they were like family to our family. And, um, but knowing at that point, like, okay, I felt like God said, are you willing to lay down this friendship to follow me? And I was like, well, yeah, like that's not even a question. And choosing just to really dive into what God had for me. And I remember uh, the one night, even though like, I'd always like, I've always believed in Jesus, like, there was just never a question, it was just part of my life already, but feeling like I had to go up for an altar call, or whatever. So it was just, that was the choice. And I just remember being making that choice to, I'm going to youth group tonight, even though I didn't really have friends in youth group, which was kind of weird. But anyway, it was not about that at all, because that wouldn't have, yeah, I would never have gone. But um, it was just learning more about him. And, and growing up, for me, amazingly enough, like even though the church was somewhat religious, um, it was like our class, the, the kids class that we were part of wasn't like that. Which I thought was really interesting. It was more of the adults that were, they were very <clears throat> religious, and um, but just that I think that love just getting cultivated because I did spend so much time with my grandparents, and they, even though they didn't, I don't think he, I don't know if my grandfather didn't know what to call it or if it just was never explained, but like in the prophetic, like I remember him going up to people and saying, "I see you doing this and this," and people coming back to him being like yeah like that's what I'm doing now and so just the the love of having people in your home and speaking into their lives and that whole thing was just really cultivated in in my life and so I just already knew like well this is just kind of a given like I'm not going anywhere so (laughs) so but I know God totally I mean I did stupid stuff in high school and even as a young adult, you know? And I look back and I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe I did that. Like, God, you were so good to keep me safe and (laughs) these stupid things that I did. (laughs) Like, yeah. So don't ever discount that you grew up in the church and thinking that I don't have a cool testimony because I thought that for a long time. Well, I don't have a testimony. But no, we all have a testimony. Like, hey, God was so good to me that I didn't, I didn't have to be a part of the world. Like, you know, for our kids, I'm thankful our kids don't have to be part of the world and have that kind of testimony, you know. So. plus when Scott and people like me,
2: have that kind of a you're now ashamed of that. Right. You know, there is. God,
6: well,
2: God says, you know, why do you? And that never really
3: hit me until maybe a year or so ago. And I was like, you know, that's
5: true. Yeah. I really am ashamed of the things we Yeah. Yeah. You know, somebody once said, because I used to share my testimony a lot when I was doing youth ministry, I, the kids knew my story. And I think it became a little bit too cool. Yeah. Because I, I was a Satanist. I he could tell you the weird stuff he found in my bedroom when I was living at home. My plan was to be full on a high priest in my own start my own coven someday. Yeah. I mean I, I think God dove he... into it. <laughs> and so I mean it, it's a it's a good testimony of a contrast of how far God can reach. But your testimony, and we'll end with this, your yeah. testimony <clears throat> isn't is important of what God saved you out of. No. As much as what he has saved you into. And your testimony, now that you're in the kingdom, is how far are you going to run with him? Yeah. Is your, is your is the testimony at the end of your life going to be, well, I just, you know, I kept one foot in the kingdom, but I always kept that one toe in the whirlpool. Not the whirlpool, but the world pool. The cesspool. And bounce back yeah. and forth. or. <clears throat> Did you make a commitment like Tammy did when she was a youth group girl and say, I'm all in. I'm even willing to lay down a friendship. So what God has saved you into, this, this thing called the kingdom, this relationship with Jesus is so, so much more important than anything that she could have walked away from. Yeah. And that, that is the power of God.
1: <clears throat> it's yeah. not just
5: the power of God to rescue you from a deep pit. But the power of God to keep you and to preserve you and to actually move you deeper and deeper into measures of glory with Him. Yeah. Experiences with Him that nobody can argue with.
2: Yes. Yeah.
5: Encounters. Yeah. It's
2: the only place you're going to find fulfillment. Yeah. Your heart
6: is going to need that. Yeah.
5: Yep. Yeah. The old Calvary Chapel days, they had pictures under on the albums back in the 70s, Jesus freak movements. And they have these cartoons like, uh, yeah, just like a cartoon picture, like stories, you know, like reading the comics. And you know, they'd say, well, everyone's got a Jesus shaped hole in their heart. And they show this big hole <laughs> and only God can fill it. And that's, it's actually true. It may not be shaped like something, but you know, we yeah. all have a We all have this empty place that only God can fill. And we, if we don't fill it with him, we will try but, to fill it with other things.
6: Yeah, for sure. For sure. Are
5: so, yeah. Do you have any final thoughts? Nope. Okay, so why don't we stand up? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, a big milestone for this church is we bought a refrigerator. Isn't that? <laughs> I know. The, the little things in life you know, can become so special and important. I think it's awesome. Yeah. Because not only do we have a place to put cold stuff or frozen things like ice cream, but then as a mail carrier who gets to worship Jesus here every morning, I can actually put my water bottles in there too and I'll have cold water throughout the day. Instead of water that gets to the same temp as the hot mail truck, it's kind of gross to drink, but you know. anyway, so anyway, it's, it's like a two for one. Um, yeah, so we have ice cream in the oh it's invisible it's a it's a spirit fridge (laughs) we can't tell you we have to blindfold her
1: it's
5: It's tiny and there's a lot of trip hazards on the way too so 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 we've i've put some ice cream and popsicles and a little cake in the refrigerator part because i thought it'd be fun not only to celebrate the fact that we have a refrigerator but Papa John's not here tonight but John had a birthday on the 2nd I believe of August Savannah just had a birthday on the yeah. 8th yeah. 7th or 8th Was the 8th and then Kara's birthday is in a couple days on Tuesday and so I thought we should it's our goal I've been collecting birth dates I don't know Cody when's your birthday January hey we're gonna get you on the list man and so I thought it'd be fun to at least, you know, once a month. Let's, we just want to honor those on their birthdays, maybe not on your birthday. Now, if you show up here on your birthday, like if your birthday's on a Sunday or a Wednesday, you're going to get double honor. Yes. Double yes. honor. Okay, you're going to get blasted. But anyway, put that aside. Why don't we pray? And we'll have some sweets if you want, if you so choose. Uh, we don't quite have the wet bar ready as that'll come down the road later on. <laughs> David's going to help me figure out what we'll supply it with. What kind, of, kind of bourbon and wine and stuff. Oh, I'm sorry. That was supposed to be a secret for the people that stay until 1030 at night. All the cool people stick around and the rest of them leave. No, I'm joking. Sort of. Maybe. I don't know. Um, yeah. We just want to honor birthdays. So why don't we pray? And if, if um, I want to make room tonight, if you want prayer while we're just fellowshipping, we can we always do these little pockets of prayer here and there if you need prayer tonight just just let someone know let, let us know let someone in the room know we'll get you good we'll blast you because you know jesus paid for it he paid for your your salvation he paid for your healing he paid for your freedom and so much more besides that he opened up the riches of heaven every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realm according to ephesians 1 3 i think every spiritual blessing in christ that's in the heavenly realm has been given access to us we've been given access to so we'll pray for that for you if you need prayer let's pray and then we'll call it good we'll, we'll have some sweets pray. yeah so father we
6: just we thank you for tonight